happy holidays and welcome to the Going Up Cast, your Yuletide feel-good podcast with seasonal movies of court battles and accidental manslaughter, songs from the long, long ago about snow and arrivals of package-carrying elves, a few more whimsical chapters from a castle up north, some great last-minute gift ideas, and much more. I'm your host, Andrew Logan, and let's dive right into it. So this week's podcast is loaded with tons of stuff. I started playing D&D again, so I talk a little bit about the campaign as it sits now. I've got a great list of last-minute gift ideas, gift, gift, gift ideas that you can get for your friends and family this holiday season. We have a new movie to talk about. We got some new songs. We talk about Harry Potter as always, and I announced the date for the next live stream because I kind of screwed the pooch on this last week's live stream and you can hear more about that a little later on the podcast but first let's move on to the next thing in the podcast so you may recall if you've been listening to this podcast for a while that a long time ago i used to talk about this little game i like to play called dungeons and dragons and it's been a while since i've actually played dungeons and dragons so i haven't shouldn't talked about it in a long time but i finally got to play as a player again in a campaign with some co-workers of mine and i wanted to talk a little bit about that because it's a lot of fun and it's you know one of my favorite things to do around my favorite time of the year it just all lined up perfectly so parties six players we got a druid we got a monk we've got a ranger a blood hunter a cleric and a barbarian i'm the barbarian and we started with rats in the basement um the couple of weeks ago but I wasn't actually there for that session because that was during my time in Las Vegas the second time when I was doing my Sigma training and they instead of killing the rats they burnt the tavern to the ground and landed themselves squarely in prison which is quite a tactic and we had a couple of players who ran off into the woods looking for alchemical ingredients only for them to be captured by malevolent forces within the woods and the rest of us who were in jail were tasked by the local guards to go into the same forest and clear out the uh, supposed malevolent witchcraft that existed within these forests uh, for something like 350 gold pieces for the entire party, which is a fair bit of scratch for sure. My character used to be a silver scaled dragonborn viking sailor barbarian who ran afoul of a shaman and was cursed to become a bear so i am rolling with bear stats um although i still have the ac and health of a dragonborn but i do have the attacks of a bear which means at level one i have multi-attack which means i at my best have an output of let's see it was 12 plus 16 so i can do 28 points of damage in one round of combat which is brutally broken um at level one like in an an all-out fight me and my compatriots will decimate a lot of shit that being said the first round of combat i got was myself one-on-one with an owl bear which puts out just as much damage as i do and even though i was raging and took half damage it still dropped to me below zero um, which is to be expected. Once we dang and hit level two, though, I'm going to be a fucking monster. I can't wait. Um, I, my lowest modifier for any of my skills is plus two. I'm, I'm, I rolled very well for this character. So I had a lot of fun. There's a cool vocal mechanic where 
um, like 25% of the chance of the time rolling a d20, I can talk like a normal person. And then the other 75%, I have like, uh, like a range between like simplistic short word responses um, to just like growling and pantomiming to just kind of growling. Like I can't even gesture. I'm just kind of like kind of growling around like a bear. It's a ton of fun. And next week we should actually join the party up. Um, me and the other th uh, three who were together uh, managed to find a magical creature who's holding one of our friends, not hostage, but in, you know, keeping them safe, supposedly from the witchcraft of the woods. And so we'll meet up with them. That character will tell us about the other character who's been captured by a hag. And then we go after and save them. And then that will probably get us to level two. Um, that being said, I think a hag at level one, even with six of us, is going to be a bit of a challenge. Let me just quickly pull up hag D&D 5e. Uh, let's take a look. I mean, it could be any sort of, it could be any kind of hag. Um, here's a, here's a green hag. Hmm. It looks like, um, yeah, 82 hit points, armor class of 17. Like, that's going to be, that's going to be a tough thing to bring down. If I, if I do like max damage, I can take it out in four rounds, but you know, that's only if I survive and hags have a lot of things up there, like a lot of tricks up their sleeves. And this particular hag has like an army of malevolent tree creatures on its side. So it's going to be a fight. It's going to be a bad fight. Um, especially at level one when my AC is 16, but I only have 15 hit points. So I gotta be really fucking careful. Hope the cleric does its job. So it's, it is very exciting. And I love playing D and D. You get a group of friends together. You get some drinks, lose yourself in the fantasy for a couple of hours. Like we played for like four hours and I barely noticed the time flying by. It was awesome. I loved it. I love playing D and D and I can't wait to do it again next week. It was just, it was a ton of fun. So I encourage you. You know, we're right on the cusp of doing those whole New Year's resolution things. Um, and I'll talk about New Year's resolutions much later on. But maybe, maybe you know, it might be fun if you guys set yourself the goals of playing D&D at least once in the new year. It's so much fun. Once you do it once, you're hooked. It's the gateway gaming experience of tabletop. It's one and done. You're in it. You're in it for life. So play some play some D&D with your friends. Play online. Get your family together. Whoever Whoever you can scrounge up to play some Dungeons and Dragons. If you don't have a DM, become the DM. Figure it out. Make those characters. Help your char players build their own characters. Um, don't be afraid to try something new and different, like allowing one of your players to become a bear. That is certainly new and different for me, and it's been a fun creative challenge uh, to kind of balance out, you know, being a bear and still being a competent party member. So it's been different, but it's been a lot of fun, and I'm really enjoying it. And uh, I think that's all I have on D&D &D right now. It was a ton of fun. I'll keep you guys posted how the story progresses. But let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. Every holiday season, I watch and take part in something that I've been doing since it began a long time ago. There is a group of content creators in the internet known as the Cast, and whether you enjoy them or not, I personally love the Cast. I've been watching them for eight years now. I started in 2010, and every holiday season, they do something called the Jingle Jam, and this year, uh, the Jingle Jam has already raised, as of recording this, on the 9th 
of December, they have already raised over two and a half million dollars, which is crazy. That is so much money to charity. Basically what they do is they stream all month long. Um, they do a lot of pretty incredible streams. They're always very entertaining, um, all for the sake of charity. And the way you can support this charity is if you go to humble.com slash yogs or humblebundle.com slash yogscast, you can go straight to the Jingle Jam bundle, which for $35, you get over $875 worth of games. Um, it, it's advent style. So advent calendar style, which means every day more games are unlocked. Um, but if you don't get on it, like kind of right at the start, some of the keys will run out and you won't get those games. Um, just kind of scrolling through right now. Like I said, it is the, it's the 9th of December right now. So there's many more days to remain unlocked, but right now, some of the games that are already included in the bundle are things like a uh, Warhammer, uh, Vermintide is in the bundle. Guilty Gear is in the bundle. Guns of Icarus, um, Guild Wars, the heroic edition of Guild Wars 2 and Guild Wars um, are in the bundle. Chivalry, uh, Medieval Warfare, No Time to Explain, Don't Stand Out, Race the Sun, which is one of my all-time favorite indie games. It's so peaceful. Lost Winds 2, Winter of the Melodias is in there. Um, there's a bunch of DLC for a bunch of different games. It's pretty fantastic. If you, if you enjoy PC gaming, this bundle's always worth picking up. And there's tons of games in here I've never fucking heard of ever. Um, so I can't wait to play those and see what they're all about. So that is just wonderful for you as a, as a patron of the, of the bundle is that you get a little something, but it's also important to know that your $35 goes to some pretty incredible charities as well. And I want to talk to the, talk about those a little bit because Christmas and for me at least is just as much about helping others as it is getting cool stuff and spending time with your family. And this is every year I donate to this as kind of one of my many giving back um, moments of the year. And what's great about the humble bundle is that it's pretty like $35. You get all these games and right out the gate, you just donate to a bunch of amazing charities. Uh, the Wallace and Gromit grand appeal is a Bristol children's hospital charity. Um, Br Bristol is where the ox cast live. So it's a local charity for them. Uh, that is what that is. Stand up to cancer. It's pretty clear message right out the gate that's more universal it's all about standing up to cancer this particular branch is the the uk branch the ilga which is the international lesbian gay bisexual trans and intersex association so you're supporting equal human rights for all lgbti people uh the wc or wdc is the whale and dolphin conservation organization it's the leading global charity dedicated to the conservation and protection of whales and dolphins that's a wonderful organization special effect which is the premier um, charity to helping disabled gamers um, with you know creating custom controllers, creating um, apparatuses that they can use like their mouth or their eyes to play games. It's wonderful. I love the work they do. The Mental Health Foundation um, is all about informing and influencing the development of evidence-based mental health policies at a national and local government levels. They're all about creating awareness and helping people become more informed about mental health issues so we can better assist those who have such um, such issues. Ward Child UK is all about um, protecting, educating, and standing up for the rights of children caught up in conflict all over the world. The Call of Duty Endowment identifies and funds the most efficient and effective organizations that get employed veterans back to work. 
Our goal is to place 50,000 veterans into high-quality jobs by 2019. That's a great cause. I love that. And then finally, Charity Water, which is all about getting water in places that cannot have drink safe water. And you can donate to... You can pick a list of... I think there's like two or 3,000 other charities on Humble that you can also donate to if you want to pick somebody else. Like, um, I'm a big supporter of uh, A26LA, which is all about creative writing uh, for impoverished youth in, um, in the Los Angeles area. There are A26 offices all over the country um, in the United States, and that's just a wonderful cause. I actually think there might be one in Seattle. I know there's one in San Francisco and New York as well. Um, that's a great local cause. Help kids become more creative and use their imaginations more. These are all wonderful causes. I fully support the missions behind all of these places. You can naturally donate more than $35 um, to support these charities, and I highly encourage you do so. But if you are interested in the games, it is, it's worth noting that $35, you don't get more games if you pay more money. $35 is the cutoff to get everything in the bundle. So there is that. It is, it's a wonderful cause. Like I said, they've already raised $2.5 million. It's, and they raise millions every year. They go to all of these wonderful charities. It's an incredible cause, and I encourage you to look into it. And if you don't like the content the Oxcast support, which is totally fine, do it for the charities, or if you want to donate somewhere else or donate straight to these charities, I highly encourage you to do so. That is what this year is all about, or this time of year is all about, is giving back, you know, helping spread our collective wealth to help those around us come above their their struggles right that's what the holidays it's all about you gotta be there for other people it is the season of giving for so many people and for so many reasons so i want you guys to really take stock if you have the opportunity to volunteer to give back please do so it means so much to those people it means so much to me it means so much to all of us i would just i would just i would love that that would make my christmas honestly so if you if you buy this bundle or donate to charity I would love to hear about it so I can tell everybody how an awesome person you are. Feel free to let me know at goingcast.gmail.com. But again, we don't do it for the recognition. We do it because it's the right thing to do. That's why we do it. And also because it's $835 of video games. Come on. That's, that's a lot. 67,000 bundles have been sold and 100% of it goes to charity. That's important to know. Humble Bundle usually takes a cut. This is the one bundle every year they do not get a penny. All of the money goes to charity. 100% of the money raised by this bundle goes to charity. It's going right into the hands of the people that really need it. So there's no corporate, nothing. None of the people who donated games got anything. The content creators don't get anything. Any of the money raised through like Twitch subscriptions goes to charity as well. So this isn't even the total figure. Like they get all that money from the month of December. All goes to charity as well. So... You, you trust me on this one. This is this is definitely 100% of your money, that your hard-earned cash is going right to these charities. There's no skimming off the top. There's no back galley transit. Nothing to that. None of that. It's going right to charity. So, and that's just fucking awesome. That's awesome. One person donated $5,000. Good for them. They're anonymous too, man. I love it. I love it so much. All right. That is, that's basically what I wanted to say. I really wanted to encourage you guys to go to the Oxcast Jingle Jam 2018 and get that bundle to support some incredible charities. Again, it's humble.com slash yogs or humblebundle.com slash yogscast. I'm not affiliated with the Oxcast at all. 
I wish I was. They're pretty awesome, but I don't have to be affiliated to support their message. So please go support charities, local, international, or national. And let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. So this movie for Christmas that I want to talk about is, in my household, a classic. But if I explain it to other people or think about it outside the realm of me loving this movie because I've seen it every year since I was a kid, it's objectively pretty terrible. And that is The Santa Claus, 1994 American Christmas fantasy film starring Tim Allen as Santa Claus. So... Let's give you a quick rundown of what this movie's about. Movie starts with Tim and his son Charlie spending Christmas Eve together, only for them to hear some nonsense happening up on the rooftop. Tim goes outside to look at the uh, the old roof, sees Santa, calls out to Santa. Santa slips and falls and dies off the roof. Tim Allen then takes Santa's clothes and puts them on, and in doing so, becomes Santa Claus having to then fulfill all of the requirements of Santa throughout the next calendar year. Throughout all of this, Charlie is convinced his father is Santa Claus, which is true, but nobody else believes Charlie when he says Tim Allen is Santa Claus. So they take Charlie away from Tim Allen through a court-ordered removal of visitation rights throughout the majority of the film. A lot of this movie actually deals with court battles. Um, which is heart-wrenching because Tim now lost his son, but now he's Santa Claus. He has, to, he has this huge pile of boxes in his house about the list and he has to check it twice and nobody believes charlie and charlie is utterly convinced that his dad is santa claus and even santa's like look charlie you gotta stop telling people i'm santa claus they're starting to think you're fucking crazy and then charlie gets all sad and then eventually what happens is santa gets arrested by the local police for kidnapping charlie and then it turns out that he actually is santa is broken out of prison by a bunch of elves goes on his around-the-world journey, and everybody's happy because he's Santa. They burn up the court-ordered papers that say Scott can't visit his son. Charlie's all happy. Everything's super cool. That's basically the entire film. I love this movie. This movie is just... I. Oh, it always puts a smile on my face. I love Tim Allen. I think he's hilarious. Just... I like he's I love it. I love this movie. Even the second Santa Claus has some redeeming qualities to it. Third one, don't like to talk about the third one a whole lot. Um, there's this great moment in the second Santa Claus where Charlie he's it's like ten years later, and Charlie's really mad because like it was like bring your parent to school day to talk about what they do for a living. And Charlie's like, I can't tell people what my dad does for a living because my dad is Santa Claus. He has the best job ever and I can't tell people because no one's going to believe me and they'll think I'm crazy. And I'm like, they will think you're crazy. Your dad's Santa Claus. Anyway, it's, it is a product of the period for sure. That being said, the special effects um, are mostly practical. Like it's a lot of sets. Um, the reindeer, I think, are puppets. Um, so they all look pretty good given the, like the time frame between this movie and the now, like this movie's a little younger than I am, but not by much. It's a couple of months. This movie's like 24 years old. So it's got, it's got some, some dated stuff to it for sure. Um, a lot of laughably out of date technology, but I think it still holds up. And even though the plot of the movie, as I described to you is pretty silly, it's still a good time. 
Um, I enjoy it immensely. It's always one of my favorites. It's tough to get people to watch it because I'm so bad about describing what this movie is about. But once you see the movie and listen back to my description of the film, you'll sit there and go like, kind of bob your head back and forth and be like, yeah, okay. Yeah, all right. I kind of sort of get what you're talking about. I get you. Um, and then, of course, I didn't cover this song for this week. Um, but it has the, um, the, the Drifters cover of White Christmas, which is so iconic to the movie. It's like, it kicks in right as, um, Tim Allen's trying to make like Christmas Eve dinner. And, um, it's just like a bunch of guys going, I love that. I love I'm dreaming of a white Christmas. It's just, oh, it's so it's very iconic to me. It's it fits that scene perfectly, and you you instantly know. Apparently, Rotten Tomatoes gave this a rating of seventy four, which is uh, which is pretty good. Let's see here. The consensus from the site reads: the Santa Claus is utterly undemanding, but it is firmly rooted in the sort of good old fashioned holiday spirit missing from too many modern Yuletide films. That's fair. That's fair. I think it, I think it really does capture that feeling pretty pretty good. So, I like it a lot. It's one of my favorites. You know. That's what this podcast, you know, going up cast. This is this movie is going up cast approved. It gets the check mark. It gets the seal of going up cast approved right there. Bam, right there on the DVD cover. Going up cast approved. So take that for what it's worth. <laughs> if you like the songs I pick out for you, you might like the movies I say you should go watch. So check out the Santa Claus if you haven't seen it. Check out the second one if you really like the first one. And I can't tell anybody to watch it, the third one. Even though I love Martin Short as well. I, I don't think it has as many redeeming factors. So definitely the first one, maybe the second one. You can skip right past the third one. And I honestly think there may have been rumors of a fourth one, but I think that is um that is not the case. Sorry, I'm reading the Wikipedia article, and apparently this the director John Pasquin also worked with Tim Allen on Home Improvement, Jungle to Jungle. And then the TV show Last Man Standing. So pretty much anything um, Tim Allen's kind of good in. Although I don't remember Jungle to Jungle very well. Go watch The Santa Claus. It's very good. Put you right in the Christmas spirit. And let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. In keeping with the holiday traditions of Songs of the Week, I've got two brand new Songs of the Week for your ear holes this week, this day, this fine podcast episode quick note before we dive into them i'm not actually putting the christmas songs on the going up cast playlist because i want that playlist to be kind of available for listening all the time and outside of the holiday season it's kind of weird to just turn it on listen to some like fun upbeat feel good songs and then it's just like a christmas song thrown in and it's like june you know doesn't really fit so if you guys want the versions of the songs I would recommend, well, you can listen to the podcast and I'll tell you exactly which version of the song I would recommend. Can't go wrong with most versions, but some song covers of certain songs are better than others. The first song, of course, this week is my cover of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. I took a heavy inspiration from the best version of this song, which of course comes from Bruce Springsteen. That is the ultimate version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. The live recording um, when he's playing, I can't remember what he's playing. Um, somewhere in New Jersey, he played it. It was, um, it's awesome. I love it. I love it to pieces. It was originally written by John Frederick Kutz and Havin Giuseppe. 
uh, and was first sung by Eddie Cantor in November of 1934. It is an ancient song. Of course, it's all about Santa Claus coming to town. It's been covered by Bing Crosby, the Andrews Sisters, Mariah Carey, Springsteen, Sinatra, Buble, and the Jackson Five. They've all covered it, but of course, my favorite version is Bruce Springsteen's. It's so good. I love it. It's so good. But let's hear my quick rendition of Santa Claus is Coming to Town. He's making the list, yeah, he's checking it twice. He's gonna find out who's naughty or nice. Santa Claus coming to town, oh yeah. Santa Claus coming to town. He sees you when you're sleeping. He knows when you're awake. He knows if you've been bad or good. So you better be good for goodness sake. next song on the list once again i want to talk about a cover but i'll talk about the original first because i always like to get the history of these th things down 1942 irving berlin's song from his musical white christmas that is white christmas um that version was sung by again bing crosby uh, according to wikipedia it is the world's best-selling single with estimated sales in excess of 50 million copies worldwide that is quite a pedigree I'm dreaming of a wine. Anyway, my favorite version, of course, as we listened to earlier in this very episode of the podcast, is the Drifters version of White Christmas, which you can hear in The Santa Claus. I love it. It's so good. Um, I'm just like that deep, rich voice singing about Christmas. Anyway. That is all about how it's wonderful to have snow outside your window on Christmas. The last time I had a white Christmas was when I lived in Connecticut over a decade ago. Um, I think there may have been a white Christmas uh, when I lived in... Yeah, I had a, all right, I had a couple of white Christmases when I lived in Issaquah. Because um, I was up in the mountains and if it snowed right, it would absolutely be a white Christmas. But it's been some time. And uh, nowadays... Because I'm like I'm like a working person and I don't get snow days anymore. The the presence of snow is usually more of an irritant than it is a source of joy, unfortunately. But when I when I was younger and we had the white Christmas and there was like snow days and stuff, best feeling in the world, best feeling in the world. And White Christmas does a great job of capturing that because it's all about the white Christmas. It's a lot happier than Blue Christmas. I can tell you that for free. If you guys have a song you want to suggest for song of the week, well, you can send those in at gomcast.gmail.com or use the contact page at gomcast.com. We'll talk about all these happy-go-lucky holiday songs. I should probably branch out and get a couple of other holidays represented in these songs. I'll try to do that next week. I'll make a note. But for right now, it's all Christmas all the time. We're getting real close. It's only a couple of weeks out, guys. Hope you better got all your holiday shopping done because, oh boy. It's it's getting close. It's getting real close. Let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. This time of year, it's always really difficult to come up with things to buy other people. You know, like your friends and your family are often pretty notorious to shop for, right? Might be taking a couple of assumptions. But in my experience, it's been rather difficult to buy things for other people. So I thought I'd take a quick moment to come up with a couple of... Quick, easy gifts 
that can apply to pretty much everybody if you're struggling to buy things for the holiday season. Number one, cash. May be, you know, not very heartfelt, but can't say it isn't applicable to pretty much everybody you know. We could all use some money. We could all use a couple extra bills in the old wallet bank. So if you really can't come up with anything else, you can give them cash. That should be used as a last resort, though. You usually want something else. Number two, socks. I love socks. Everybody loves socks. Everybody uses socks. Everybody needs socks. That's a pretty safe bet. You can get them big fluffy ones. You can get them like trimmed down workout ones. You can get get socks in all shapes and sizes. You can get socks related to some of their interests. Like they're a big Marvel fan. You can get a Marvel socks. Done deal. Bam. Christmas solved. Number three. This was always my go-to for Secret Santa things at like work and school and with friends and stuff like that. And that is the original Rock'em Sock'em Robots board game. You get that whole little setup with the fighting robots. I think it's like 20 bucks at Target. That's great. Nobody doesn't have fun with Rock'em Sock'em Robots. So that's honest to God. That's like my my instant go-to. I've given that away as a gift I think like four times. Because it's usually like, oh, we'll do a Secret Santa with a $20 limit. And like you get a couple of drinks in you and there's a fucking Rock'em Sock'em Robot game. Oh, it's a fun time. That is a fun time. Everybody loves Rock'em Sock'em Robots. So... I would go with that. And then number four, let's see. What else could you get them for number four? Booze. I'll say booze. Booze is an excellent one. As long as they're legal to drink. If they're not legal to drink, you can get them Rock'em Sock'em Robots. But, I mean, you know, can't go wrong with booze. Find out what they drink. Oh, you drink whiskey? Here's a bottle of whiskey. Here's a nice bottle of whiskey. That's a great gift, you know. Most people don't like shit to kind of clutter up their house. Uh, so if you can take them on like an experience or something, maybe you go out for a night in the town and get some drinks in you. Maybe you take them to a movie or to like the play, something like that. You know, take them somewhere, take them to a museum, get them a, a whiskey distillery tour, take them, you know, pub, pub crawling, I don't know, all sorts of stuff. You see, it's a lot easier than you think it is to buy for people presents, you know, and a lot of people will prefer the memories. So if you can take them somewhere fun and exciting, treat them to dinner Something like that. That'll go a long way. And you'll be like, ah, oh, that was a wonderful, that was a wonderful thing. Thank you very much for that. That was awesome. So there you go. Some quick off the cuff present ideas. And naturally, if you want to send me rock or sock robots, I already have it. Um, it's around here somewhere. So you can, you can re-gift your sock and robots to the next, uh, next person in line. Next person in line. It's a fun ass game though. Got a tournament going. Don't get Hungry Hungry Hippos. You may think like, oh, more people can play. No, people, friendships die over Hungry Hungry Hippos. Rock'em Sock'em Robots is, is where it's at. Just get, get, get yourself some good old-fashioned Sock'em Robots. Anyway, let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. Another week, another batch of Harry Potter chapters. We've got Chapter 22, The Unexpected Task. Chapter 23, The Yule Ball. And Chapter 24, Rita Skeeta Scoop. Now, this highlight comes to us from chapter 22. Now, this entire chapter for me was a lot of fun. Just really digging into Harry's incompetence when it comes to asking a chick out to the dance. But there's a couple of there's a couple of really fun moments for me. And uh, I wanted to pull out this one in particular because it just makes me laugh every time I hear it. So let's take a listen. This year, however, everyone in the fourth year above seemed to be staying. And they all seemed to Terry to be obsessed with the coming ball. Or at least all the girls will. And it was amazing how many girls Hogwarts suddenly seemed to hold. You never quite noticed that before. Well, this is right around that time, Harry, where you actually start paying attention to stuff like that. <coughs> girls giggling and whispering in the corridors. Girls shrieking with laughter as boys pass them. Yeah, that makes it easier to ask you out, you fucking monsters. 
Um, girls excitedly comparing notes on what they were going to wear on Christmas night. Why do they have to move around in packs? Harry asked Ron as a dozen or so girls walked past them, sniggering and staring at Harry. Are you supposed to get one on their own to ask them? Lasso one? Ron suggested. I got it. Yep, I got to tell you, Ron. Wouldn't recommend it. That's... Don't, don't. Just don't. Like, no. No. Three brand new Harry Potter chapters land every Wednesday night. Book four is now in its second half of book four. We are over the halfway point. Book five will begin sometime in January. And I do have several other books having started to read them in preparation for when Harry Potter does eventually end. I'm almost done with book six right now. Uh, and that'll happen sometime. Oh, God, late spring. <laughs> late spring sometime. Probably a year after it officially started recording. Um, book six will end. And then I'll do book seven. And then we'll move on move on into the next echelons of literature. Um, got a couple of really interesting choices, and I'm probably going to put it up to a vote what book uh, do next. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Don't worry, I will talk about it in depth on the podcast, I promise you. But let's move on to the next thing in the podcast. Finally, this week, I want to apologize for something that I completely spaced on and assure you about what's happening in this coming week. So, I announced a while ago that I was going to stream on the 9th, completely and totally spaced on that. I actually ended up streaming on the 10th to try to make up for it, but of course, it was a fucking Monday, no one's watching Twitch at like 11am on a goddamn Monday. So completely my fault i completely spaced we are streaming again on the 16th to make up for it so next sunday i promise i'll fucking be there i feel so terrible but that's the plan again this stream will not be a patreon stream this is an everybody stream i already have the games picked out it's gonna be great uh just to tell you straight up right now we're gonna we're gonna um bookend the stream hearthstone i'm gonna start it and end it with hearthstone but then in the middle i'm gonna play dark souls 3 so that's the plan we're gonna we're gonna do like a couple match of hearthstone launch into dark souls play that for however long i feel like it and then we're gonna end with hearthstone and it's just gonna be a big old fucking stream it's gonna be great so on the 9th i'm gonna shoot for one o'clock in the afternoon again i'm not gonna fucking do anything to screw that up i promise um and we'll stream then and it's gonna be awesome so Get ready, 16th. And then the following week, the 23rd, will be the Patreon stream, which will probably be some variation of continuing Dark Souls 3. So if you want to keep watching me play Dark Souls 3, make sure you're a Patreon supporter before the 23rd, and then you can watch it, no problem. <sighs> I just, I felt so terrible. I woke up this morning, and my head kind of popped off the pillow, and I was like, fuck! I missed the stream. God damn it. Anyway, thank you very much for listening this week. I'm so sorry I missed the stream. Hope you enjoyed this week's podcast episode. I know these episodes are a little shorter than they've been in the past, um, and I'm, I'm kind of okay with that, uh, because December is naturally, it's a very busy time and you know, I just, just a little bit of cheer right up in your ear holes to keep your days bright and keep you moving and powering through the month. Hopefully you guys have done all your Christmas shopping. Um, all but one of my presents have arrived. I'm still don't know what to get. Um, my, uh, my dad for, for Christmas, but I'm sure I'll figure something out. So worst case scenario, we'll just go drinking and it'll be great and I'll pay for the whole night. Um, and that'll be fine. But I hope you all have a wonderful week. We're getting through it. There's only, there's only like kind of three weeks left in the year. And then it's going to be 2019, which is pretty crazy. I'm going to be 25 next year. Oh boy. Can't wait. So excited. Anyway, thank you all very much for listening. 
Hope you all have a wonderful day. I'll see you next week. Have a good one, guys.